Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda is in Zephyr A and will remain so. And mm-hmm. I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 25, the final day of season 98. Our first question asks essentially what American organization awards the Spingarn Medal for Outstanding Achievement? So it was first given to a cell biologist in 1915, which immediately made me think, is this the American Medical Association, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, I feel like the American Medical Association is older than early 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall uh, hearing that it excluded dentists Uh, like right from the beginning because they didn't consider dentists to be true doctors. Uh, And I remember uh, dentists kind of uh, being catch-all surgeons in particular, like in the Old West. And that was kind of, uh, they they kind of already coalesced at that point into, you know, quote real unquote doctors and then dentists who were basically butchers Mm. um so even in that kind of mid late 19th century i felt like that the ama already existed Uh, so then i looked at the dates and and it says the the organization was formed a few years before 1915 and i thought okay so 1912 or thereabouts and for some reason it immediately clicked that that was the naacp Mm. Like that was around that time. I knew that it was pre World War One, just barely. Uh, it was in that time period uh, that the NAACP was formed. And I thought the Spingarn Medal. I've heard of this. I don't necessarily know what it is other than outstanding achievement. Um, but it kind of made made me think that, yeah, if it were anything more specific about the achievement. Like, it would be, like, like something would be, there would be something about that in the question. Mm. Um, You know, outstanding achievement in a particular field or something like that. And it seems more general, and the NAACP would probably give out an award for, you know, that was kind of general. Like, any given uh, field of endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, Because they could give it to any African-American. Yeah. you know, regardless of that, and could there be a cell biologist in 1915 mm-hmm. who's black? Sure. Uh, so, okay, yeah, we'll go with the NAACP. Yeah, so this one, I, for my part, I knew I'd heard of it as well, but I couldn't place it. Um, and I initially thought of government or government sort of adjacent agencies like the National Academy of Sciences the National Institutes of Health, the Institute of Medicine, um, you know, the National Science Foundation, like all these different ones I kind of cycled through and none of them really, um, you know, suggested themselves real strongly as the right thing. But then I thought, you know, this is an American organization that was formed a few years prior. I thought, well, that sounds more like a nonprofit type of thing. And this person's a cell biologist, so... Uh, maybe it's the AMA because I didn't, I would have guessed that they were founded, um, later like this. Uh, I didn't realize they were quite as old an organization, um, despite having worked for a president of the AMA, um, a decade or 
a little bit ago. Um, and so, yeah, I, once I hit on the AMA, I thought, oh, that sounds just right somehow. Um, and so I put down American Medical Association. But it was the NAACP. Very good. Yeah. I think that's going to play tough. I certainly hope so. I gave it two points. <laughs> Question two asks us, which Grand Slam tennis tournament has the slowest surface? So I know there are, I think, four Grand Slam tournaments. Mm -hmm. There's the Australian Open, the U.S. Open, the French Open, and is the British Open Wimbledon? Yes. I don't, you know, that, well, that's kind of what I thought. It's I don't know. the British Major. I don't believe it's called oh, okay. the British Open. I don't know whether there is a British Open in tennis. Okay. But Wimbledon is the major tennis tournament that is in the U.K. Okay. So, you know, I knew that there are these four, and... Somehow it just struck me that, you know, I thought, could it be Australia? I was trying to think, like, where where are they playing? I don't, I don't even really have a good rationale here. Mm. I probably, the, the answer of how I thought of this was, I've probably heard it in passing before, but I don't really know it, know it, so I just kind of let my brain float over to what seemed like the right answer. Um, so at least I had known that there, I, I knew basically the correct four. Um, I didn't think it would be, uh, Wimbledon for whatever reason, just because that's like the highest profile one. So it seems like, you know, that wouldn't be the slowest surface. I don't know, mm -hmm. um, about my rationale here. Um, kind of same with the U S open. And then I thought, well, maybe it's the French open cause you know, because I don't know why I just kind of associated it with that, um, you know, not to to get into national stereotypes or anything. I don't know why <laughs> I would, you know, I, I had this association in my head that the French Open sounded as good as any and maybe a little better. So that's what I put down. Uh, so I know the French Open is clay. Mm. I know Wimbledon is grass. Okay. I believed... And I already looked it up, but uh, while I was <laughs> while I was thinking this over, I believed that the Australian Open and U.S. Open were also grass. Mm. Uh, but I didn't think about it for very long uh, because I can I can picture the U.S. Open and it's definitely not grass. Mm. Um, but it also didn't. It also doesn't seem to be clay. Uh, it's a hard court surface. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. So so I had to figure. Okay, is grass going to be slower than clay? And I figure. Well. Probably not, partially because I remember that um, now I've completely lost his, uh, the name of the male tennis player who's won a bunch of, was it Nadal who won like a ton of French Opens oh. and not nearly as many of everything else? Oh, I don't know. Or was it the not Croatian guy? It might be Djokovic. Yeah. There, there's one guy who's won just a ton of French Opens and... And while he's also good at tennis generally, he's like specializing in that. And I thought, okay, that means that that particular course is either real fast or real slow. Mm -hmm. And I felt like probably it being slower is more of an advantage to that player in particular. Because if it were fast, it would just be a power game and he'd be notable for his power rather than just this one particular uh open or major tournament uh, so this just kind of all boiled together in my mind as being okay it's probably the french open hmm. all right and that was the correct answer yeah. 
Good, good gestalting by mm -hmm. uh, both of us there, yeah. I suppose. You had more logic than me, though. Um, question three, much more back in my <laughs> uh, uh, wheelhouse here, asks us what CW series featured the ships that are known as Bughead, Barchi, Varchi, and Geronica. Uh, ships, of course, meaning relationships. Yes. Uh, and these names are all combinations of character names mm -hmm. uh betty and jughead bughead betty and archie barchie veronica archie uh, varchie and i presume jughead veronica jeronica yeah, yeah. uh these are all from the adaptation of the archie comics riverdale which we watched i think the first one or two seasons of a couple seasons i think yeah, maybe yeah. the first two uh and apparently left before it went completely bat insane absolutely off the rails yeah. as but, from what i've heard yeah but these 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 names were all familiar enough that i immediately thought that this must be riverdale yeah same here um i you know and this goes back to like i read lots of archie comics as a kid um just loved them from like the drawing style and the fashions onto the just wacky silly humor and plots and so on and um so yeah we we watched the riverdale seasons for a cup uh, the riverdale show for a couple of seasons and it was already much you know darker more adult more soapy than you know the comics ever were you know is much more the the older grown-up sibling to them um in a certain sense at least like age appropriateness wise mm -hmm. Calling it actually mature is kind of not the right descriptor because it went into, you know, straight up like occult and alien stuff after a while, I think. Time from, travel, from what I've heard. What or alternate, oh my God. alternate universes, perhaps. Okay. So yeah, when we, yeah, we read, crazy stuff. we started watching it and it was just like some murder just mystery yeah, type stuff. murder mystery. Yeah. yeah. And relationship drama. Um, which was still a, a big departure from the comics, naturally. But this is this definitely made it very memorable. I'm honestly shocked to know it was still on in the year of our Lord, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I doubt we'll ever go and catch up on it, but I definitely knew that this was Riverdale. And that was correct. Unfortunately, both of my opponents were pretty high in television, so... Oh, yeah, I zeroed I that to, out. I had to uh, score this lowly. Same. Question four asks us for a type of soap which had old advertisements that promised to keep you fresh round the clock. Right, and, and noted that it was the first antibacterial soap and still at least claims to be the top brand of anti antibacterial bar soap, specifically. Mm. Um, this is one that I had occasion to make use of very recently because I had surgery to uh, alleviate my carpal tunnel syndrome in both wrists. And one of the soaps that they recommend using, like when you shower, you know, the day before the surgery is Dial. And it's that bright yellow, uh, very antibacterial looking bar soap. Um, and that's, you know, the, the claim is that's how it helps to stop odor because it's killing the bacteria that allegedly caused that um and that fit in with me that it's you know round the clock dial mm -hmm. basically that it's referring to um 
And mm-hmm. so I, once again, you're just kind of putting this all together with my experience. I haven't seen the advertisements, but I figured all of these signs were pointing to dial. What she said. <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly what I figured as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, so, yeah. <laughs> I kind of started <laughs> reading this and was like, oh, this is going to be that Dr. Bronner thing. And like antibacterial, uh, top brand, uh, fresh around the clock dial. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is dial. Yep. And so it was. Question five asks us what breed of dog is named after a region in Croatia um, that was formerly a part of the Greek province of Illyria. So all I could think was this has got to be Dalmatian right Mm. after dalmatia or something like that i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know um so yeah i just figured couldn't really come up with anything else that i i was trying to uh trying to think of it couldn't be that because i just immediately thought of that but okay yeah yeah I'm, i'm pretty sure that region that that's in the southeastern european area so yeah i'll go with dalmatian mm-hmm. cross yeah. my fingers <laughs> yeah, this is one where um you know we've i think we've had a couple of dog breeds named after location questions and so when this additional one came up um i had to you know, let my brain run around excited dog-like going Labrador, 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 Labrador. Like, okay, it's not that. I know where Labrador is. It's not near Greece. You know, like I had to just just shush for a minute, brain. We're going to think of some other things. (laughs) Um, But Dalmatian came up pretty quickly after that. And I think I must have read that this was the case with this breed, um, not that recently, but within the last, I don't know, a couple of years, probably. Um, and I think I made a good, like, sort of mnemonic association between Croatian and Dalmatian, both ending with A-T-I-A-N, because, I don't know, that's just how the brain works sometimes. It's like, you got this pattern you can match together with them. Um, if they kind of fit the same form, then... You can link them together a little bit in your brain. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, Dalmatian, that sounds right. I think I've read about that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when, uh, but probably maybe the last time that a location dog breed question came up, for all I know. <laughs> um, and, or, or, I don't know, in the Smithsonian, who knows? Um, there's there's all sorts of ways it might have snuck into my consciousness. So um, it just really sounded right to me so i put down dalmatian and that was correct question six asks us for the name of a jazz style taken from an ornette coleman recording that was subtitled a collective improvisation right and the question describes this style as you know lacking rules or breaking rules and rejecting uh of usual musical conventions like chord progressions harmony and melody which to me just sounds like jazz. <laughs> I, I probably ranted about it previously here, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to get into jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't studied jazz. So I'm just going to take the lead on this one and say, I got this one wrong. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I figured, I don't know, bebop. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go with that. 
just because okay. that's yeah um and yeah this is one where the, the interesting thing about that is there's a lot of music that i think has migrated from like springing from the original jazz template like big band jazz and stuff like that which is very you know which is pretty well fits into various forms and that's sort of just become our pop standards music a lot of it whereas jazz has kind of staked out this area of experimental sounding you know non-melodic kind of stuff um and, and just kind of taken over that that brain space um and so uh this one i really just kind of went from the description here where it's talking about a lack of rules rejecting conventions that sounds to me like you're doing something freeform um, and I was pretty sure there was a type of jazz called freeform jazz. And I thought, could this have been called freeform? Sure. You know, that sounds like a, a, a poetic enough way to describe what this group was or what or what Coleman was trying to do or, and or um, the group that was playing on the record. So, um, yeah, nothing else really bubbled up to suggest itself. So uh, I put down freeform. The specifically correct answer was free jazz. Yes. And I went and looked. Uh, <laughs> of course, I went immediately to look it up to see if this is equivalent. <laughs> it In the Wikipedia article, the first sentence is, you know, for free jazz is, you know, this style known as free jazz or freeform jazz. Uh, it does have it as two words. I wrote it as one. That shouldn't matter, um, presuming that that gets scored correct. Uh, I, of course, then went and checked the um, the scoring review request page, and somebody had, in fact, requested a scoring review for that specific answer. So um, I think I'll, I have a good shot at it being scored correctly. Um, you know, if just the word free would have been acceptable, which I think it would... Um, you know, you're asked for the name of the jazz style. The word jazz is in the question, so you shouldn't have to repeat it in the answer. Um, and it's not asking for the title of the record that that came from. So if the title of the record is free jazz, then just free mm -hmm. in some form or other should be scored correctly. And presuming the algorithm recognizes that I put down F-R-E-E as -E the first four letters of my answer, I think I probably gotten it correct could be, um could be. i i certainly hope so um at least i was pointed in the right direction so uh, i hope that review goes through and if so that would leave me with five out of six um Solid. that would i believe tie my record for total correct answers on the season yes um which would be a fun thing to once again mm -hmm. do um and as you mentioned, I'm I am safe from both relegation and the championship zone. So, you know, this it's really just about the 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 honor and the possibility of finishing in like the top ten. I think mm -hmm. I'm in like eleventh place mm -hmm. as of you know this match day, and so there's a chance that I could inch my way up into the that top echelon there, and, if just barely. <laughs> and that would be your highest finish ever. Yes. Uh, it's likely to be anyway, because my highest previously was 14th, I think. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that'd be a nice way to finish out. I'm glad I got a sports question. That's going to be a big mm-hmm. help potentially. Yeah, I think you're right. Because anybody should put a three on that for me. Um, especially compared to some of these other questions. Um, and so, yeah, and that's this my is, summary. This will be your four, next season will be your fourth consecutive in A. Yeah. Which is the best, uh, best streak best I've streak had, you've had staying in there. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I, good stuff. Yep. I am guaranteed to bounce back up to A with a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a win, I will, uh, I will win the rundle with a loss. Nice. And I'm, I'm currently first in the rundle. With if I lose and two, three, and four all win, mm. then I will be uh, not promoted. But oh, any wow. other uh, any other result will kick me back up to A, uh, which okay. will okay. which will no doubt hurt uh, starting <laughs> next month. But Oof. it's what we it's what I strive for, uh, <laughs> and I'm I think this will be tied for my. Th- third most correct answers on a season something like that nice. like 115 i think it will, oh wow it will hit okay. um so i'm not entirely satisfied with this season but i'm mostly satisfied with this season sure so i feel like i could have done a little better but not mm. by much yeah makes sense Had a couple of defensive losses but a couple of defensive wins yeah yeah uh, a couple of I'd say probably fewer, uh, of course, questions yeah. than usual, but still more than I'd like. Mm-hmm. So. Well, more than zero is more than I would like, of yeah. course. Well, yeah. I always want to let my brain do the work and mm-hmm. not kind of let my brain get in the way of my brain doing mm-hmm. the work, um, yeah. Yeah. which can happen. Uh, I am pretty pleased with my defense as well, my defensive efficiency rating is like fifth best in the rundle so oh, that's, that's definitely helping me out yeah. um and it's always nice when you can kind of you know you have to do that that melding of looking at someone's stats and then going yeah but how hard of a question is this really right. yeah. you know because um that's sometimes especially in a rundle where people's multiple stats may be through the roof or they have a breadth of knowledge you know, like, even like myself, where um, a lot of my categories are very similar mm-hmm. in, you know, in my percentages. So how do you pick from, you know, when someone has a 606 rating in one or percentage and, and like a 637 rating in another, like, you know, and one question seems real easy and the other doesn't, like, you kind of have to, to suss it out um, carefully. Not that you can ever do it perfectly, but um, it's nice when you can kind of get those predictions and save a few points. Yep. Um, so I think that's about it for mm-hmm. what I have to say. It's a, a definitely a, a commendable season, mm-hmm. I would say, for both of us. Yeah. Um, and so I just gotta now I gotta go take a look at the mini leagues and see what looks fun to play over there. So, that's it for the season. Tune in whenever we're back for <laughs> more post-game month. analysis. Next month, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow Learned Lag with all the vowels on Blue Sky if you would like a sea of tranquility um, <laughs> in the social media-verse. Uh, and remember, throughout... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.